Okay, here we go. Okay. I'm going to continue again. This is George Carlsvin, grandpa, dad, great-grandpa. <laughs> and it's still January 28th, 2023, about 8.15 in the evening. I'd like to just take a few minutes and give a broad overview of where I've lived in my life, just to give you a little sense of my life experience from birth until this point in time where I'm 72 years old, soon in another month, month and a half to be 73. <laughs> As I indicated in a previous uh, discussion, I was born March 8, 1950 in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, I lived there for a couple of years. Then my father was transferred to, <coughs> to San Diego. Uh, he was a naval officer, and so we lived in Chula Vista for several years. Um, Basically, if memory serves, from about uh, three years old to uh, I would have been about nine years old. So in Chula Vista, California, which is south of San Diego, uh, at the time in the 1950s, Chula Vista was a very small town, about 2,000, 3,000 people. Uh, it was growing, but uh, nothing like it has become. I went back to Chula Vista about 15, 20 years ago, and it was 300,000 people and totally unrecognizable. But it was a fun little town to grow up in. Uh, you were basically living in a fairly rural environment, and we would uh, run around in the desert and uh, or the back in the away from the housing area and just have a lot of fun. Okay, so and when I was nine, my father got transferred to, uh, and that would be in uh, 1959. We were transferred to the Lake Mead Naval Station, which is outside of Las Vegas. Then we lived there for three years. Kind of interesting why you would have a Navy base in the middle of the desert, but unbeknownst to most of the American public, that particular Navy base, uh, which is still an active Navy base out in the middle of the desert, um, north of Las Vegas, had at the time in the 59 to 61 or so, uh, had two underground factories where they manufactured and remanufactured nuclear uh, weapons for the U.S. Uh, submarine force. And my father was in charge of those two factories as a naval officer. Um, the uh, factories were about a mile underground, or maybe a little more, and you went down and deepened in these large elevators all the way down. And under there, they would um, take the uranium and other things and literally manufacture the nuclear bombs that would uh, go, or the nuclear warheads that would go on the missiles. One thing a lot of people don't realize, and by the way, this is very technical and also extremely dangerous work, was that when nuclear material, such as uranium, uh, is physically in the uh, bomb casing or in the warhead casing, it's continually emitting radiation, and it causes the various components to uh, basically rot. Now, they don't call it that, but it's damaging all of those components, and so every few years, they have to take the warheads off and uh, ship them, in this case, to Lake Mead Naval Station, where they would take them apart and replace the, uh, out the parts that were no longer functional, and they would also remanufacture uh, or the um, uh, uranium. But, and they use breeder reactors and other places for that, but that's getting more technical than we need to right now. So we lived in Las Vegas, and we lived actually on Nellis Air Force Base in the officers' quarters which was outside of Las Vegas, and had a bunch of adventures there that we'll talk about sometime. We moved uh, when I was 11, just about turning 12, to uh, Norfolk, Virginia, and my father was in the Navy then, and 
uh, he worked in a, a nuclear inspection unit there for going out on the ships and the submarines to inspect their nuclear uh, plants and stuff like that. So that was fun. During that period, we lived there for uh, about two, two and a half years, I think. Uh, President Kennedy was assassinated, and so I'll never forget that. Um, and it was a good experience in Norfolk, uh, but that was uh, the point in my father's career when he retired from the Navy. And we moved from uh, there in 1964, I believe, up to uh, Washington, D.C. area, where we lived in College Park, Maryland. And that was when he was working for com contractor for the space program. And we he actually worked at the Goddard uh, Space Flight Center there as a contract. Well, an employee for a contractor there called Controls for Radiation. That was the name of the company. So I lived in Washington, D.C. area in the Maryland side for my um, ninth grade, from ninth grade up until I actually graduated from high school. Went to High Point High School in uh, Maryland there and had a lot of good experiences and a lot of friends. Uh, when I graduated from high school, I went to the University of Virginia under a Navy ROTC scholarship. And so I was at the University of Virginia for four years. Then I was commissioned as an ensign in the Navy, and I spent tour in the Navy after that. The <clears throat> So I graduated from college in 1972 and got out of the Navy in, uh, halfway through 1975, a little bit early because the Vietnam War was winding down. And they didn't, uh, so we, they were trying to dump people out, basically. And I was on a couple of ships in the Navy. We can talk about that more later as a naval officer. Had some more adventures. Uh, when I got out of the Navy, I went to, to BYU out here, and I lived at Alta Apartments and uh, went and got my uh, master's in public administration from BYU. I spent three years total in BYU. 1975 to 1978. And while I was there, I met Laurel Dean Jensen, the love of my life and my sweetheart. And we got married December 18th, 1976 in the Los Angeles Temple. Um, after graduated from my graduate program, um, my first job was in Texas as a, uh, in the city manager's office as an assistant to the city manager. And uh, we were there uh, 1978 to nine, two and a half, two, two and a half years, two and a half years, I think. After that, we moved to North Carolina, to Cary, North Carolina. And we were there. I was the number two man in the local government administration, deputy city manager over operations. And we were there for about five years until the summer of 1984, if memory serves. I'm beginning to have a senior moment here. I think it was 84. <laughs> it might have been 85. After And we loved Cary. We had a very good experience there. We did a lot of work. and We can talk more about that. I worked extremely long hours. 75 plus hours a week was fairly normal. Then I, we moved from Cary, North Carolina. That's in the Raleigh-Durham area, by the way, to back out to Provo, where I became the chief financial officer for the city of Provo. And I served as the chief financial officer of, of, for the city of Provo from uh, that point until 2002, February of two, uh, early March of 2002. 
I left the city of Provo then and continued, though, to, to live in Provo in our house until today. So basically, that's where I've lived. And it's right. been a wonderful life. <laughs> yeah. So, and when are you planning on, on passing on to the next life to complete the... <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have every intent to live until I'm at least 110. <laughs> okay, sounds good. And still skiing. And still skiing. So, yeah, it's been a wonderful life to live here in Provo and in Utah. We've raised all of our five children here. They were born at various points, but the majority of their lives were spent growing up here in Grandview Hill. And it's been, a, it's been a wonderful life. We've had been blessed with great neighbors and a, a good ward. Great. Are there any, like, so once you guys moved here and you were the CFO for Provo until 2002, any other, like, milestones or anything after that or just kind of enjoying life, skiing uh, and riding your bike? I, uh, as far as employment, I taught at the University of Phoenix and I Basically did that uh, for a, a number of years. And of course, I ride my bike and I ski and, you know, it's just been good. So, All right. Awesome. 